Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist, here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach and trainer, Michael Lafito. Everybody, welcome back. Michael Lafito, welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist podcast. You're in the right place. If you want more tips and ideas and nuggets to actually implement to attract more high-end and luxury properties, my focus of the show is for you to walk away and within one year to increase your average sale price by 30% by adding more high-end and luxury properties to the market. I don't know what market you're in, but I know in most markets, that luxury marketplace, the upper tier, it goes from maybe a seller's market, but at some price point in your market, it becomes a buyer's market. And my goal for you is to walk away from one of our podcasts with more nuggets to not only attract more high-end clientele, but more importantly, if you do have a high-end listing, a luxury listing, you get some actionable items that you can implement that will increase your probability of getting that high-end and luxury property sold because I believe the fastest way for you to get instant credibility from your database and your sphere is consistently sell high-end and luxury properties. Well, I'm really excited about today's podcast and today's guest because I was introduced um, to Marty through a dear friend of mine, Judy Ledore. If you own, and that's not who today's guest is, I'm giving Judy a plug because she's such a sweetheart. If you are a broker owner or a team leader and you're trying to grow your team or your office um, through recruiting and keeping your current agents happy, uh, you got to look up Judy Ledore. She's uh, absolute dynamite. And she is who's, con- she connected me with um, with Marty, which is today's guest. Um, today we have with us Marty Hampton, who runs two businesses. I'm going to talk to you about her, her as an agent right now. Marty is a, a top agent with Remax. Uh, she is endorsed by Barbara Corkin and some other rock stars out there. And um, so first off, say hello to everyone, Marty. Hi there. Hi, Michael. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so Marty, tell us a little bit about how many years have you been in the industry? Um, you, you run a team. Um, t- tell us a little some of the, the the data. How many listings do you carry at any given time? And average asking uh, list price, et cetera, if you don't mind. Michael, I've been in the business over 25 years, right 25 here years. in Raleigh. It's called the Triangle section of North Carolina. It's Raleigh, Cary, Chapel Hill. And, of course, I started out as an agent, and then in uh, 2000, we purchased our Remax, and uh, I um, quickly evolved to recruiting teams. So I'm very team-heavy, very team-oriented company. I like to think it's leaders leading other leaders instead of leaders leading followers, which is a much better position uh, uh-huh. to be in. We've got two offices. We've got around 100 agents. Uh, I currently run the top team in our um, North and South Carolina for Remax. Hmm. That's awesome. Um, also, own coming soon homes, which I'll tell you about later. But uh, so I, I'm not the broker in charge. My son is the broker in charge, but I, I wear many hats. 
wear many hats, and you're, you're, you're excellent in what you do. Um, we were connected a few years ago, and we're connected on Facebook, and I love the things you're doing. I know you do a lot of training. You're doing videos, and uh, you're, you're definitely cutting edge, so um, that's awesome. Talk to me a little bit about, uh, again, we're on the Luxury Listing Podcast. We're talking about luxury. I personally define luxury as three times whatever the average sale price is for that given market. So I know you cover, you know, um, the, 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 that area. What, what would you consider is the average sale price for that triangle area uh, that you referenced earlier? What do you think the average sale price is? In that market. I think the average sale price, it varies a little bit because this is a large area, but but I'm going to say the average overall is going to be somewhere uh, around 300000 So I'd say yeah. our luxury market actually begins a little bit lower than three times that because okay. three times that would be 900000 and we've sure. got a luxury market that starts much lower than that. Okay. Yeah, and I, I define high-end homes as two times the average. So, you know, two hundred, uh, two times would be six hundred in that price point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, overall, in your market, how are the luxury homes at nine hundred or eight hundred plus million plus? Uh, is it a seller's market or a buyer's market? Oh, it is definitely a buyer's market. We've got uh, absorption rate in those uh, the true luxury market. I'd say we have some areas that have got about twenty-four months worth of inventory. That's much like Chicago, uh, where I'm based yeah. out, Marty. So it's definitely a stagnant market. So you have to be creative. You have to think outside the box. You have to create urgencies to buyers and buyers' agents when many of the time they're going to think, well, why should we make an offer now? In three months, it's going to be lower. And so that leads me to <laughs> a big reason I have you on is your coming soon homes is another company that you founded and you run. Tell us a little bit about coming soon homes. And the reason I thought you'd be a great guest for today's podcast is the whole thought process of the coming soon is to create urgency, get people excited. Uh, My philosophy is people always want what they can have. You know, Best Buy puts, we just got done with Black Friday, put a limited number of, you know, 60-inch plasmas for sale, and people pitch a tent the night before because limited supply drives up demand, and that is so needed in your marketplace where you have two years of inventory in the Chicagoland marketplace where we have two years of inventory for luxury and many of our listeners out there again at some price point in your market even even if you're in a hot market at some price point it becomes a buyer's market so what are you going to do to get the attention of the buyers and their agents in a stagnant market so tell us a little bit about coming soon homes well, I will, Michael. I think with anything, even when you're in a buyer's market, in the luxury market, which we are, you still have a honeymoon period. And that honeymoon period is probably the first month that a high-end listing is on the market. And I call it the honeymoon period because, as you know, uh, I know you've seen the statistics that more people look at the house uh, the first month that it's on the market. And, and it's kind of like a, a carton of milk. You know, the carton of milk has got an expiration date. And what what I'm finding in our market, actually with all homes, but especially with the luxury, is that days on the market is actually becoming as important, if not more important, than the list price. And because the days on the market itself creates urgency. 
So there's some very things. Every day that your house is on the market, it's it's you lose ability to negotiate. You you have a, a lesser position. So the whole philosophy besides uh, for coming soon homes, or one of them, is to put the seller in the strongest negotiating position that he can possibly be in. And, of course, that strongest position is when his house is still a fairly new listing. So we do create... Um, urgency we create excitement we create ex- desire you know it's a, it, a little bit like the motion picture industry i know you've been to see a movie and you went to see it maybe with your wife and as you walk down to see this movie that you'd picked out that you wanted to see you pass by four or five uh, nice big posters that were showing a coming soon attraction and they all look better than the movie you were going to see and then you got in and you sat down in the auditorium and before they showed you the movie that you came to see, they showed you some, uh, I'd call them um, just trailers of the most exciting parts of a movie. And have you ever been to see a movie and, and you saw those exciting parts and that was really about all there was to the yeah. movie. Yeah, they showed the <laughs> so best yeah. The trailer was better than the movie, so it is creating that desire, and it's putting that seller in that position. So coming soon homes is a way for us to kind of fill out the market. We know our market extremely well. We we know the food chain. We know we're trying to reach uh, buyers from outside of our market. Uh, we do a lot of Canadian sales here and, and upper mm-hmm. end. Uh, we're mm-hmm. called the halfback state, you know. <laughs> So you can move from New York or Canada and go to Florida and find out it's too hot for you, so you move halfway back, and that would be to North Carolina, and that would be what we take care of. So by networking with all those agents across U.S. And Coming Soon Homes was started by me about three years ago, but now we've grown to 33 markets and Hawaii and Canada. So by networking with all those agents, we're able to share our Coming Soon listings and we're able to build the momentum uh, for our Coming Soon homes before we go live. And that creates local urgency, but it also gets us in, in the market for swimming upstream, I think is what's really changed in real estate because uh, the time that people go online now and look for a home has lengthened to such a position that your database is really your true selling feature as an agent. So Coming Soon Homes is a way for us to build momentum with both prospective buyers and with agents in the marketplace. Hmm. And, and, and t- talk to me a little bit about that. Uh, what does you know, Coming Soon Homes entail? Well, it's a, it's a standalone website where if you, number one, you need to be a pretty heavy hitter. You need to be focused on listings, which have always been my focus in, in sure. my business is to have listings. And so it is a place that we use and we project and we promote the listings that we're preparing for market. And let me stress that we are these are not homes that are actively on the market. They're not on any other website. We've advertised this site heavily. Our local market knows about it. And again, those, those markets that we share across the U.S. know about it as well. So we begin, just a typical thing is we begin by the agent that goes out and lists the home would do a live Facebook post and they would say something like this, hi there, this is Desiree with the Marty Hampton team at REMAX One Realty and I just left a new listing that I'm so excited about that our team will be putting on the market in three weeks. 
And then they list a few things that they think is absolutely unique or different. Not too many things, but just a few sure. things. Maybe it's in a top neighborhood. Um, maybe it overlooks a lake. So I want you to know about this listing now before it's offered for sale or can be found on any other website. And then we give them the address of comingsoonhomes.com and the address of the home in question. And that begins the process. And, of course, then we do Facebook. We have a um, a Facebook post and an Instagram post, and all of it's meant to really grab the attention of the market and get them to come to our listing, and we can actually read how many people have gone to that listing. And, for example, you know, the stat that, that I've been quoted a lot is for every 500 views you have on a listing, you're supposed to get 10 in-home visits. Because as we all know, the first showing on any house right now is online. And so we've employed that um, uh, Mather Point, which is our, we're sure. the only company to do that on all of our listings. So, really? But we em employ that, and we walk in the house, and we can give them um, a great view of the house that nobody else has got. And then we just, you know, we go from there. We put those little teasers out there, and we can actually regulate. We can actually see by the number of people that are looking at this and by knowing our market when we should actually go live. And, and I would tell you that for a luxury market, we're actually doing um, – a longer period of time. In other words, for a standard listing in our market, we might have a two to three week period on coming soon. For a for a coming soon luxury home, we might have two months. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. we want to take the time because the market is much more narrow in that price range. We've got to build up the momentum. Interesting. And let, let me ask you, um, is part of the philosophy besides building up the momentum is you have one, t you know, one time to make a first impression. So in other words, the higher-end homes, you might have a, a larger to-do list, punch list items for that seller to you know, invest in to get the home ready to go to market. Absolutely. You know that yeah. old thing, you, you don't have a second chance to make a great first impression. There is no reason to show a house uh, at anything other than its very best if you're trying to get a luxury price range on it. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, you know, that's part of what we're trying to do here with this podcast is we're giving agents tips, tools, and suggestions to be successful. We interview top agents as well as industry thought leaders. And, again, I wanted to have you on because the whole underlying principle of the coming soon strategy, I believe, and it's not – the, of course, the, the, all the other byproducts of you increase your probability of, you know, of dual agency if it's allowed in your state, et cetera. But I'm talking about consumer benefits. The consumer benefits, or in this case, the homeowner benefits, is if you are in a buyer's market, how do you create demand? If you can create demand and urgency, you have a higher probability of that seller getting a closer sale price to his actual asking price. And ultimately, I think that's our fiduciary responsibility, which, you know, that's why I, I love the concept. 
So well, thank you. <laughs> the, you know, one of the there's actually a competitor that uh, uh, created something called a pocket listing site, and we don't do that. We we are definitely the fiduciary for our seller because what we want to do is create an atmosphere where he gets the most money when our seller gets the most money. And if you do anything short-sighted, you know, I've been in real estate over 25 years, and uh, you may get one sale out of it, but you don't get a career out of it. You don't get right. known for it. Right, right. No, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. And, uh, you know, we're talking about high-end and luxury clientele. I don't know if you remember the movie. Uh, we were talking about movies earlier. If you remember the movie Meet the Parents, but Robert De Niro talked about the circle of trust. And when you're dealing mm-hmm. with high net worth individuals, it's very difficult to break into selling high-end and luxury homes. And it's even more difficult staying there because if you do something selfishly, if you do something unethically, if you do something that doesn't have the seller's best interest in mind, believe me, they'll let others know about it. And, you know, good luck, you know, selling other properties in that gated community or wherever else it is. Exactly. And um, I love the idea that, that my agents, my team, we're competing with the whole market. I mean, uh, granted, we may know about it a little bit ahead of time, but by our coming soon websites, we have hundreds of agents in our marketplace that are a member of our coming soon website. They want to know what we're listing. We list more homes than anybody else in this marketplace. So it behooves them to be able to go on that site and tell their clients what's coming next. Yep. Tell their buyers or the, even their sellers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> you got to understand your market. That's a common theme that I always talk about. You got to know your market. You got to know the numbers. You get. You need to know what price point in your given market does it become a buyer's market. So you might be sitting with a seller that says, "Man, it's a great market. I think here things are selling, you know, above asking price." Well, overall, yes. However. You're talking with a seller that's got a two million dollar home, and they might have two years of inventory. So you got to you got to be very direct with them, and you got to manage their expectations up front and throughout the transaction. Exactly. What what um, on the flip side of things, what what is one or two things that you do, Marty, or your team members do? When you have a stale luxury listing, a property that's not selling right away, perhaps there's been you know, not much activity showings-wise. Maybe the seller's on you, Marty, or your team members. And as much as we you know, do to prevent that by being proactive and managing your expectations, if that situation does arise, what do you do in that situation? Well, you know, I, I feel kind of like Hollywood. You got to reinvent yourself. You have to reinvent the listing. You, you looked at it one way when you listed the property. Now you you you're into it for a little bit, and you're not getting the results that you want. So you got to you got to look at it a totally different way. You got to come at it from another angle, and reinvent uh, the market that you're going after. And so we try to do that. We actually try. You know, one of the toughest things I think for an agent to do is. Um, sell their seller after they've got them. You know, uh, I heard one time that your seller falls out of love with you the second you walk out of the door. You know, you, you, then it's what have you done for me lately? And and right. uh, in their mind, it's all about all the money you're going to make and all you're doing is spending money at this point in time. So we try to do one big thing that we can promote to our seller every single week. 
to show them what we're doing to sell their home. Another thing, of course, I, I'm sure many people do that in, in many markets, is we do refresh the listing. We don't let the days on the market get too, too long. We'll take it off the market um, during to refresh. Our, our market doesn't refresh unless you've had it off the market for 31 days. So we know our market well enough to know when those 31 days, uh, what's the best 31 days to take your house off the market. So we, we do pay attention to the days on the market. So those are two of the things. And then another thing is we try to give the seller just a monthly update on all the activity online, which is actually very hard to do because it comes from, it seems like, a hundred different sources. And we try to show him, uh, you know, what we've created, not only on social media, but also on all the websites, how many viewings we've created for his home. And, and as I told you, for every 500 viewings, you're supposed to get 10 on-site walkthroughs. So if we've had 500 viewings or 1,000 viewings and we haven't had but eight showings, uh, we're, we're, something's wrong. We're out of sync with the market because you can't fool buyers. Buyers are <laughs> incredibly savvy these days, and they, um, they look at things, and, and many times they know things about the market uh, that agents don't have time to keep up with because they're so in the market to, to get a good deal. So, so those are some of the things that we do. Some, some great insight there. So just to kind of recap, you talked about keeping it fresh, um, days on mm -hmm. the market, so you don't want it to get stale. So every marketplace is different. So for yours, it needs to be off 30 days or 31, you said? 31 days. 31 days, okay. In other mm -hmm. markets, it might be 90. The Chicagoland market, our MLS, it doesn't have to be off. Literally, you can cancel it at 1.38 p.m. and relist at 1.39 p.m. and it will show up. Wow. Um, cool. Now, of course, the cumulative days on the market is still on Zillow and Redfin and all the other sites, but on the MLS, it's not. Now, the history is there. They can look at the listing history sure. and find it. Um, but th those are all some good good insights. Now, the one thing that you shared that I'd never heard of before, which I, I, I'm, I'm always looking to learn myself, so you talked about 10%. So if, if there's been 500 views on, on online views, you should have five showings. Is, is that what you're ten saying? Ten showings. You should have had ten walkthroughs. If you have for every 500 online views, you should have ten people that came to the home. If you had lower than that, the buyers that are looking online know more than you do because they're they're judging your house by other homes that they're seeing and they're not walking through. If you, mm -hmm. you know, so that shows you one thing. And what I've always heard, that, and I believe it's proven true in our market, is that you're in a more serious position if you've had many showings and no offers. That's a worse position to be in than have few showings and no offers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, out of curiosity, have you ever had any success with what I like to call the reverse offer strategy? Yes. Um, I have had some success with that, but uh, one of the things that that I will do that's similar to that is when I've received an offer, and say we didn't we didn't come together, or, or that's very slow moving, or something like that. What I will do is I will go back to the seller and say, hey, well we offered this. Uh, to so-and-so, which is quite a bit less than our list price. 
let's lower the price, maybe not to that point, but close to that point so that we can see what who else is out there, who else is on the fence looking at this house. In other words, I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. I want to move uh, the price to jolt anybody else that we've got out there to look at the house. Get them off the fence, so to speak. Right. Yeah, that's a great point uh, because many mm-hmm. times, as you know, sellers will want to price it higher and say, well, you know, they can always make me a lower offer. But right. the problem with that philosophy, as you know, Marty, is you, you're going to have buyers that are looking at the property, watching it, saying they're not realistic, they're not they're not motivated, they're not realistic. And so one of the ways to get them off the fence is price it, make that adjustment, and then, you know, you, you increase your probability of selling it. Right. Interesting. I mean, we do it every day. So Yeah. So um, some very good information there. Um, if somebody wants to find out more about, you know, coming soon homes and, and, and see if maybe their territory is available or find out more information, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, you know, the best way is to get in touch with me at marty at martyhampton.com, M-A-R-T-I at martyhampton.com. All right, so Marty at MartyHampton.com, and that goes for mm-hmm. any referrals that you have to uh, that that North Carolina area, if you're not sure. Absolutely. Uh, Marty and her team will take care of you. Well, good. Well, folks, great topic today, creating urgency in a stagnant buyer's market. Again, most marketplaces, when I interview top people, when I travel, I've just been on the road for two and a half months straight. You know, I'm always looking to see, hey, what's the price point here where it becomes stagnant? And what can you do to, you know, to bring more value to the seller to keep that buyer, to get that buyer's attention and the buyer's agent's attention? That's really one of our main jobs. So with that being said, if you guys haven't done so, go to, go to Amazon. Look at our new book we just released this fall, Luxury Listing Specialist. It's jam-packed with a lot of nuggets. It's 186 pages. And, Marty, make sure we get your mailing address because we're going to send you a copy. Thanks for being on our show. Thank you, Michael. Michael. I loved it. Well, you are a wealth of knowledge, so I really appreciate it. You're doing some great things, and you're doing it for the right reasons, and that's what we want. You know, I I have a slide when I do some presenting, and according to Reader's Digest in Australia, now, mind you, it was a few years ago, but the most trusted professions out there, real estate agents, we're, I think, number 36 or 7 on the list, <laughs> just above sex workers, which ask me what the heck that is, but I have an idea. But my point is we're not the most trusted professionals, and so it's through ethical agents like yourself that are in it for the right reasons that have the fiduciary responsibility of our clients in mind that we can change this industry one transaction at a time. So I appreciate what you're doing. Keep changing lives. Again, my name is Michael Lafito. Find out more information about the podcast. You can go to LuxuryListingPodcast.com. You can go to iTunes or Stitcher to listen to previous episodes. And if you're interested in differentiating yourself with uh, the certification that we offer, you can go to LuxuryListingSpecials.com for more information. My name is Michael Lafito, and remember, it's not the market, it's the marketing. Take care. Take care.